1: And the goodness continues today. Jimmy Conrad joins me as the 2021-2022 Serie A season is days away with 13 of the 20 teams involved showcasing newly appointed managers. So today it's all about the coaches. And Jimmy and I will have a look. He'll talk to me about Spalletti, Inzaghi, Mourinho, of course, Max Allegri, and so much more. Serie A, CBS Sports begins right now. Welcome, everybody, to Gigo Lasso Serie A. Jimmy Conrad in the house. Jimmy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm
2: very excited to get into this. I think it's going to be a very competitive Serie A season. And yeah, let's get into it, because obviously, as we know, you got to have the right manager to press the right buttons at the right time to be a champion of any competition. So I'm ready to break down some of these top, top guys.
1: Well said, Jimmy C. And I think, Jimmy, you know, obviously we, we love every league here at Kegolazo, but when it comes to Serie A specifically now, you know, it's probably more technical than most. You know, gone are the days of uh, Catenacho, right? Where defensive solidity and sort of sitting back and trying to play it out from a chess uh, mind game perspective, that kind of Days over, the 90s gave us a bit of that flavor, but we look at that modern end Serie A, that modern day Serie A, you know, it's not just about the long ball. There's a lot of great tactics, specifically because of the managers. I mean, look at Atalanta in the Champions League, right? Look at Antonio Conte's sort of uh, aggressive title winning Inter Milan side, Roberto Mancini you know, uh, showed exactly what Italy are all about at Euro 2020. So the Italian game has really evolved. You've got Stefano Pioli, Atalanta's Gasperini, my favorite, and of course other managers as well, and Jose Mourinho entering that frame. Uh, Before I ask Jimmy about all of these, by the way, there's a long list of new managers this season, including Osevio Di Francesco, uh, Aurelio Andreazzoli from Empoli, uh, Max Allegri we talked about, Mourinho entering the case, Thiago Mota, by the way, Spezia as well. Fantastic, Jimmy. So much talent, so many great names to pronounce in Serie A season this time around.
2: You didn't even mention Maurizio Sarri, so we can get some Sarri <laughs> ball in, in our lives. He's coming back to take over at Lazio for Simeone and Zaghi, who took over at Inter Milan for Antonio Conte. So, yes, it's a bit of a coaching carousel for some of these coaches. Some of them are recycled. Some of them have a ton of experience and have won Scudettos in their past. So I'm very excited to see who's going to get the best of who and who's going to make the most of these teams that are in front of them. Because as you have a whole bunch of new managers, as you mentioned, 13 out of 20, when you have a new situation and you're a new coach, you don't always have the players that you want. And you have to make the best of what's in front of you. And I'm curious to see which ones can do that the best, especially the ones in the top half of the table and obviously the ones that can help hold off relegation. But uh, very exciting season. I mean, it's going to be all popping off in Serie A. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to be part of the coverage this upcoming weekend on CBS Sports HQ and Paramount+. Plus. So it's going to be awesome. I think I actually, my name should change to like Jimmy Conradetti or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I got to <laughs> add a little something to to some Italian flavor to my name.
1: Jimmy Conradetti or something like that. I don't know, but you did mention it. You did mention it. Paramount Plus, CBS Sports HQ. Jimmy will be part of it myself as well, especially in the early morning bus on HQ, but you can watch it. And here we go, Jimmy. This is my plug. Paramount Plus is your home for soccer. Stream every match of Serie A, Italy's top league featuring some of the world's best clubs, Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Roma, Napoli, and so many more. We got Ronaldo, Weston McKennie, Slatan Ibrahimović, Olivier Giroud, Chucky Lozano. So many (laughs) to mention with live matches and heart-pounding CBS sports coverage. You don't want to miss Serie A kicks off this opening weekend, August 21, 22, streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus, Jimmy, I'm excited. You're excited. We need to learn. How's your Italian, by the way, Jimmy Connor?
2: It could be better, like all my other uh, attempts into speaking (laughs) other languages. It could always be better, but it's not due to a lack of respect. I'm doing my very best to try to pronounce these names the best that I possibly can.
1: Absolutely. Alyssa, you're doing a good job in Espanol as well, so I know that (laughs) you'll do the same thing in Italiano. Anyway, everybody, let's begin with the manner. Jimmy, let's begin with Massimiliano, Allegri uh, with all due respect to the defending champion Inter Milan I wanted to start with Allegri and Juventus right he's back at Juventus uh to clean up a little bit of the mess that Andrea Pirlo left behind uh, albeit not all his fault right he's the only manager to win five straight scudetti uh but he's been gone for for a while uh, talk to me about Max Allegri and his return to Juventus
2: uh, not only that let's say from a european perspective right he got to two finals of the champions league and that was something that Juventus has been trying to get for many years now, even after uh, Allegri left the first time around. And they went and got Cristiano Ronaldo to try to solve that problem. They got the best to ever do it in that competition. They could, couldn't could get there and actually did worse, right? So now bringing Allegri back into the fold, I do want to give a little bit of respect to Andrea Pirlo. He did win two trophies, the Supercoppa Italiano and uh, Coppa Italia. So he had two, but my big concern with our Lord and Savior, I love Andrea Pirlo. I have a shrine of him behind me. It is the fact that he didn't roll out the same lineup in a consecutive games the whole season. And I think that that's probably where Allegri should start. And, and who is your best 11? Trying to identify that as soon as possible. And then through knowing who your best 11 is, giving them some consistency to, conju- to build that rapport, to understand how they're going to move in this particular system, and, and then build from there, and, and then tinker from there. Maybe it's just one player, but it's not these wholesale changes that I think We saw at times from Andrea Pirlo. Now, in fairness, Pirlo was dealing with the pandemic. He's dealing with COVID-19. He's dealing with all these things. So it wasn't always that easy to roll out the same lineup, game in and game out. But I just think that Allegri is going to come in with his experience. Obviously, obviously having coached Ronaldo before. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I I feel like I'm just kind of curious to see how he's going to ask this particular team to build up and how they're going to play and where they're going to press. When you watch his old Juve teams, dude, that team was stacked, but he did inherit a situation from Antonio Conte, where the pressure was different because Conte was coming off of winning three straight Scudettos, and now, now what? Can you replicate what Conte was doing when you have different, you know, ideas about how you think the game should be played? Now it's it's the opposite. Where Pirlo did struggle, and now can he get Juve back up to the top and winning Scudettos once again? But when I look at the team that he inherited from Conte, I mean they had they had Barzagli in the back with Benucci and Chiellini, which was crazy. He still got two of those three. Uh, they had Pirlo. Marquisio, and then Vidal were the midfielders. They had Evra and Licksteiner, if you guys remember this team. And then after that kind of finish, he ended up going, and they had uh, sorry Tevez and Alvaro Morata the first time around. So he knows oh, a lot of a Tevez lot of these too. players. About that. Yeah, but those guys were so good, and he inherited a, a very very good team that we could argue probably could coach itself. Now I feel like he's trying to figure out. You know, Chiellini, and Benucci. You're still relying on those guys, and yes, they just helped Italy win the Euros. But they have to start to transition from this older crew to this younger crew? And is that younger crew ready to take on that responsibility? And I think that's going to be Allegri's biggest challenge.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Listen, th- and there's no denying, by the way, that Allegri is, can also be a, a, such a force in that dressing room when things are stuck, when things are going down, you know, especially against a position that you should be beating. Allegri is your man. Hey, question for everybody, by the way, including from my, me and Jimmy. Is it multiple scudetos or is it Scudetti? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 you know, I mean, it, with, in Spanish, it would be scudetos, I guess, and, and English, I guess. But is it Scudetti? I don't know. We should ask all our friends out there, uh, our Italian friends, what we think. And then when you reply, by the way, give me that emoji, okay?
2: That, that emoji. <laughs> yeah, thank we you. only want emojis. Emoji yeah. only answers.
1: Absolutely. By the way, thank you so much for listening and watching on YouTube as well. Please like, please subscribe, please share, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It only helps us grow the show. All right, let's move on here, Jimmy Conrad. Let's, let's talk do it. about him. You're wearing the shirt. Tammy Abraham is in there. Jose Mourinho at Serie A. What do you think of that? Back.
2: Yeah. What I'll say about this was that I think the biggest surprise about the move to Roma was how quickly it came after getting fired from Spurs. I mean, he was three or four days away from coaching in the Carabao Cup final against Manchester City, gets fired, and then two weeks later he's like, I don't know if I want to manage. He's out in public doing his thing. And then he takes the Roma job and everything. Like, what that that was some whiplash, dude. So <laughs> for me, I actually think that this is a nice spot for him to land. It's a team that is in the Europa Conference League, so we'll see how he does there. But, but maybe without the same type of expectations. And, and maybe there's some similarities to Spurs because you know Spurs and Roma feel somewhat comparable. You can see the talent but never really get there, really never get to the top of the mountain. The last time Roma won the league was in the 2000-2001 season, so it's been quite some time. They've never won a European competition. So I feel like he's got a lot to gain as opposed to really having anything to lose. And from, from from a Roma perspective, from an ownership perspective, why would not take a flyer on Jose Mourinho? Coming off of Paulo Fonseca, who maybe was a little bit naive defensively, but man, they would score a bunch of goals. And now that's my big fear now. What, what happens to Roma's attack? They had 68 goals last season, one of the best in Serie A. I mean, scoring goal after goal after goal. But then, of course, they gave up a lot as well on the other side. We know that he's going to tighten things up defensively because that's his style. He's very pragmatic that way, and he likes to counter attack. and He's a big believer in can we counter in you know thirteen seconds or whatever that uh, one title is for for how do you counter attack and counter attack quickly? And we saw Spurs do that's a great effect. But at some point, teams figure out how to how to defend against that and really negate that. So I'm curious to see what kind of uh Tactics he brings in, obviously the signing of Tammy Abraham is going to maybe be his Dragba. Remember when he took over for Chelsea and and he he convinced Abramovich to to buy Drogba? and I don't know if they're they're not like for like players, but I think that Tammy Abraham can play that type of Drogba role in some ways and, and uh, maybe help jumpstart that Roma thing. Mkhitaryan was only one of two players to have a over 10 goals and 10 assists in Serie A last season. Romelu Lukaku was the other player. So so you're coming off a good season for and Zaniolo is going to come back, one of the most talented young players in, in Serie A who tore his ACL at the beginning of last season. So he's going to have some options. Spinazzola, obviously getting hurt in, in the Euros for Italy, is going to hurt them a bit on the left side. But we do know that uh, Mourinho knows what he's doing. He knows how to get the most out of his guys and, I actually really like this spot for him. I just thought it happened very, very quickly. I thought maybe he'd take a year away from being a manager before jumping back in, but here we are.
1: Here we are. Hey, listen, if this season is anything like that preseason game against Betis where he got a red card and a few other players got a red card, then I'm all for it. It would be absolutely amazing. By the way, Tommy Abraham folks, Roma folks, I want you to pay attention to his numbers in the past three seasons. They are pretty damn good. And in a league that champions the, the technical side of the game, I think it could be a very good one. Let me ask you something, a few questions for you here with Mourinho before we move on, Jimmy Conrad. The first one in what do you think are Mourinho's own expectations of Roma as he looks into this season and the other way around? What what does Roma expect of Mourinho do you think?
2: I think first and foremost, it's maybe uh, establishing a little bit more consistency. I thought, uh, being a Roma supporter under Fonseca. Though fun at times, it just was a like roller coaster. And you didn't really know what you were going to get. Are the guys going to show up? Do we have to score four goals to win this game? And it didn't feel like there was ever a sense. And I remember when they played against Manchester United in the Europa League. You know, they go up, they score some goals at Old Trafford, and then the wheels fall off the truck, you know. And then United just does. What, I mean, that 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 really was uh, a microcosm of of Roma's season, where you saw what they were capable of when they're playing at their highest level, but can they maintain that for 90 minutes? And I think what I would like to see is more stability, more consistency, not only from game to game, but also in the 90 minutes itself, so that I don't see one version for 45 minutes and then see another for, for another 45. And so I think Mourinho obviously has a track record to, to do that. And the last time he was in Serie A, you know, he, he dropped the mic and won the treble with Inter Milan. So he's coming in with a lot of fanfare. I know he has a lot of adoration for the the league and and the league and, and all of its supporters, for the most part, I think, have some adoration for him. I just, I'm just curious as to, I, I think, I think, for, that's from a fan perspective. Maybe they got a little micro. I think from macro, I would say that, that, Mourinho needs to get into the top four and that's going to be a big challenge. Also doing something in the conference league. Why, why not? Why, if I'm Jose Mourinho, why not try to win the first ever iteration of the Europa conference league? And why win not something. I mean, yeah, win, just something. Win. win a trophy yeah. and, and maybe beat Spurs along the way. So you can stick it to Daniel Levy at the same time. You know, there's like a win-win there packaged into the Europa conference league. And, and then I just think that, can he start to mold this team into something that I, that can still score goals but but is a little bit more stout defensively, a little bit more organized, I'd say. And, and you know, I think from from a fan perspective or from an ownership perspective, I bet you they'd be happy with top six. Just some improvement there. Maybe competing in the Coppa Italia. You know, like really taking legitimate stabs at winning some trophies. I, the Scudetto's out of the question. So it's like top four in the league. But can you make a play at the Copa Italia? Can you win the Europa Conference League?
1: Yeah, I think, listen, in my opinion, this is Joseph Mourinho's most important season. He's about to enter the most important pivotal part of his career campaign. Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying in terms of like what he's won before. I'm saying in terms of like what is, to your point, what Mourinho are we going to get? Are we going to get the Mourinho that like in the Premier League, he was almost becoming a laughing stock? with all due respect Mm -hmm. because of like Mm -hmm. not being able to adapt to the game. Now he's entering a league that really does welcome him. I think the culture is good for him the other way around. Top four would be fantastic. I think it's to your point, they need to win or go far in Mm -hmm. something and Mm -hmm. get Europe. You don't do that. It's a, it's a, it's a big failure. It's a, it's a major failure, but a top four would be tremendous. Like you said, Scudetto, forget about it. It's not going to happen.
2: I just want to jump in and say that Paulo Fonseca mainly played with a back three. I think Mm. I looked at the research, 85% of his starting lineups last season were with a back three. Mourinho, always plays with a back four. I mean, throughout most of his career, he's in some form of a back four. Sure, maybe he's adapted and he'll play with a... Th- it looks like a three, whatever. And now there's a big trend, right, with Thomas Tuchel in particular kind of leading the charge just due to Chelsea's success of having those three center backs and two wing backs. Without Spinozola, I think it's going to be a little bit tough for Roma to maybe execute at the highest levels. I hope Brian Reynolds, the American, gets a run out and gets a legitimate well, chance to get some that games. Was amazing. We'll that
1: was a question I wanted you to go deeper. And what, what do you think uh, Mourinho does for Brian Reynolds' game?
2: I think he's gonna help him a lot. I think that uh I'll use DeAndre Yedlin as an example. Before Rafa Benitez got to Newcastle, DeAndre Yedlin, I thought was pretty raw on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, obviously the talent was there and you could see it. But but could he kind of wrangle it in and be a little bit more disciplined in his decision making going forward and holding that that space and understanding where you're where you're supposed to be positionally defensively? And I thought under Rafa Benitez, uh DeAndre Yedlin, who plays the same spot as Brian Reynolds took those bigger steps in his career and became somebody you could trust and understand what you're going to get out of him game in and game out. And I think Jose Marino could do the same for Brian Reynolds, who obviously is still in a very uh, very young, so he's very moldable at this point, where in terms of, and he's going to learn a ton, just playing in these different types of systems and and obviously playing against some of the best players in the world in Serie A.
1: Yeah, no, well said. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about my favorite one. <laughs> Which one is that? And I know you love him, Giampiero <laughs> Gasperini from Atalanta. And Serie A's longest tenured active manager, six seasons. Um, He's got to adapt a little bit. Cristian Romero has left, of course. Uh, But Fabrizio Romano did say keep an eye on uh, a 21-year-old center back, Matteo Lovato. We all know what happened to Papu Gomez last season as well. So there's a lot going on. There's also rumors, obviously. I'm not sure what's going on with the latest on Duan Zapata. There's a lot going on. But one thing's for sure, Jimmy Conrad, Atalanta is the party team. They bring it. They don't care who you are. They will go. And Fabrizio Romano earlier this week was talking high about not just, you know, a top four, which is obviously an expectation at this point, but winning the whole thing. Jimmy Conrad talk to me about Atalanta, the little engine that could. They don't have a budget uh, well, at least not in the last few years of like your Juventus or even your Milans, despite the financial situation. But Atalanta, the little engine that could and it's it's going to keep on rolling. What do you think?
2: I think that they need to get off to a good start. And they mm-hmm. play Torino, uh, Bologna, Fiorentina, uh, uh, the newly promoted team from Serie B, Sassuolo. They got five games that. Could get them off to a great start, and and I'm not saying they have to go out and win all of them. That, that they shouldn't lose any of those, to be honest. When we look at it on paper, and then in in the the sixth week, match day six, they got Inter Milan at the San Siro, and then they faced uh, uh, uh excuse me, AC Milan after that. So, so we're really gonna. Ha- He's got some time, I think, to really kind of pick out who his best eleven is, and then at the same time, the first two games against Torino and Bologna, who are who are on, they're very going to be tough opponents, no question, but they should get the points based when you look at the talent on paper. That's going to end the transfer window. So I think you'll have an idea after those first two weeks. Is Duvan Zapata going to stay, or is he, or is he going to leave? Now that said, I think that Gasparini. And I actually was a little interested about that Papu Gomez situation, where it was captain versus coach, and who was gonna who was gonna give. It was like mm-hmm. a duel duel between two very strong, stubborn personalities. And Papu Gomez is out, and now he goes to Sevilla, and he doesn't really do all that much, all things considered, right? He hasn't gone in there and been the Ever Benega that I thought they thought he was going to be. So Gasparini wins that, and the team's like, "All right, no problem, no Papu Gomez, no issue." He has another big personality, uh, Josip Ilicic, who's in there, and he'll. He he put him in the game. You remember this? It was in the uh, it was in the Champions League. He put him in as a sub. Didn't think Ilicic was doing the job. Pulled him out like 15 minutes later. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is even going on? So I've got nothing but respect for Gasparini because he has a clear idea of how he wants his team to play, and he gives them the freedom to be themselves. But that said, I, I think there you have to follow some some certain rules. And obviously, the success is in the pudding, baby. He's he's been doing it, and I don't know if they have. I, I still don't know if they have that steely resolve to see out a whole season. As much as I'd love to see Atalanta and Gasparini win Serie A, I mean, that would be like Leicester winning it in some capacity. Maybe not like for like, because Leicester came out of nowhere when they did do it. But but it would be close. I mean, just given what Gasparini's done over the last six or seven years, I think the guy is a tactical genius. I think he's getting a, a lot out of a, a, a lot of players that you wouldn't really think much of. And I think he's scouting's good. I think their youth academy's good. And I think that their their attention to detail at every single level, of what they're doing for players and for the club overall and the culture they're building, is second to none. And I think that there should be a lot of clubs around the world that should be trying to mimic what Atalanta's done in the last five or six years.
1: Yeah, and like so many other things, uh, from your point to your mention, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And Atalanta's tactics uh, really need to always think of that. But Gasparini is so good. All right, let's keep going here before we take a quick break. But uh, Inter Milan, the defending champion, can't deny them. But Romelu Lukaku is gone. Obviously, you know, uh, a few other things have come in, uh, Edin Gieco, et cetera. But Simone Inzaghi, uh, five very good years at Lazio, people's younger brother. Uh, but, you know, he's coming to Inter Milan. He took Lazio to the, you know, Europa League last year and to the 2018-2019 Coppa Italia as well. Hakimi's also out, by the way. But Denzel Dumfries, that's a good one. A uh, very good Dutch uh, defender that did really good things at the Euros. He likes his three-five-two. Talk to me about Inzaghi Jr.
2: Yeah, this is a uh, a big, big test. We talked about Jose Mourinho having a pivotal season in his career. I think we could say the same here for Simeone Inzaghi, who I thought did a really good job with Lazio. They won 100, 134 league matches during his time. They won the Coppa Italia. He consistently gets them in the in the year, you know, qualifying for either the Europa League or the Champions League. The one thing that I worry about is the over-reliance on Chiro, the hero Mobley, and is going to have, and Rizzo is going to have his own issues trying to figure that out now that he's in charge. But but how does he now adjust to a team that has a plethora of options? I'm looking at Letaro Martinez now that Edin Dzeko's in, who, yes, he's on the wrong side of 35, I think, at this point. But he's very good at holding up the ball. He understands the league, obviously. He's got a ton of experience playing for Roma in particular. And I actually think that Dzeko's going to enjoy... This part of of playing for Inter because at Roma he had to be the guy. If he wasn't really scoring, the team you know wouldn't necessarily win. But here he can kind of share that responsibility. And obviously they got one of the best young Italians, in my humble opinion, in uh, Barella, Nico Barella, mm-hmm. uh, coming out of midfield for for Inter Milan. So there's going to be a bit of a drop off. But I will say that Conte played a back three. And Zaghi's coming in and plays a back three. They like to uh, employ those wing backs. Dumfries is a nice pickup, by the way. The fact that Dumfries is only what 12, 15 million euros. Like what is Arsenal doing? By the way, it's a whole different yeah. conversation. Like go sign that dude. Like Dumfries is a boss. Did you that's not that's see him?
1: A purchase for that. I, amount wow, of money. It's, it's insane.
2: Ridiculous. And I don't think there's actually that big of a drop off from Hakimi. Now I will say Hakimi like the first defender. And I don't know how many years in Serie A to have over seven goals and seven assists is some, something ridiculous, but, but I do think that Dumfries can come in and still provide that type of aura out wide and still get, forward and whip balls in and still be a presence in that position now obviously it's going to be very hard to replace Romelu Lukaku but I think Dzeko can provide certain things that will allow the team to transition in a meaningful way and this is now going to put a lot of pressure on Lataro Martinez to have to step up and maybe score a few more and be a little bit bigger than he had to be uh, playing next to Romelu so this is all these types of uh, things for Simeone and Zaghi. And, and as we mentioned before with Maxi Allegri it's not easy to follow up Antonio Conte, but he has put something in place that you can build off of. And now it's up to Simeon Inzaghi to, to not mess it up, right? Don't mess it up. It's worked. Don't mess it up. And Juve still a little bit vulnerable, right? Atalanta, maybe not there yet. AC Milan still making moves, but have the youngest team in Serie A and, and on average for their starting lineup. And, and this, it's still ripe there for Inter to go back to back, but they've got some work to do.
1: They do have some work to do, but there's a clear objective here, a clear theme in the way that how Inter have reacted after Antonio Conte left and Romelo Lukaku. They wanted experience in the league already. Eden, Jeco, to your point. And uh, Simeone Inzaghi, obviously the things that he did with Lazio. We're going to take a quick break. If you're listening to audio, if you're on YouTube, we're going to keep on rolling. But que go Lasso said he, ah, manager special, we'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because
0: you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, TaylorBrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T A I L O R B R A N D S dot com slash CBS Sports. So
1: start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Hey, everybody, we are back right here. And we are going to now discuss somebody that, of course, we have to mention. The chain smoker. Has he quit, by the way, Maurizio Sarri for Lazio? Will Sarri ball catch on at Lazio? It didn't really at Juventus, right? Uh, Giroud had this to say about it, by the way. Under his guidance at Chelsea, I scored a lot. I'll say it in a French accent. Under his guidance at Chelsea, I I scored a lot, and he gave a <laughs> wink as well. By the way, and Sari versus Roma in the Derby della Capitale will be box office September twenty sixth on Paramount Plus. Talk to me about Sari, Jimmy Conrad.
2: Uh, I'm a big Maurizio Sari fan. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. He's got an incredible backstory where he he you know was working as a lawyer and a banker and kind of managing. Uh, like a, uh, amateur teams on the yeah. side. Nothing and
1: then, to do with football, basically. Like he, and, he, yeah, yeah,
2: And then in 1999, he's like, you know what? I'm going to quit. And I'm just going to go manage full-time just because I can do whatever I want. I'm really so sorry. And he dedicated himself full-time to coaching. And he got his first big break at the age of 56, replacing Rafa Benitez as Napoli manager. And I, what I really like is, with regard to Sarri, he likes to play forward quickly. So he, he likes to break yeah. the lines, uh, get up and down, but there's some thought behind it, right? It's not just hitting a ball, long ball to hit a long ball. I mean, there's, there's thought behind it. He's trying to create numerical advantages and he likes having a regista a deep line playmaker. So Pirlo would be the best example, I think in Italian history of that, but he loved Jorginho obviously brought him from Napoli to Chelsea and Jorginho, I think has proven his worth even without sorry there that, Hey, maybe this regista is a pretty good spot. And I think Thomas Tuchel has taken big advantage of that. And of course he just won the euros with Italy. So, there is some value to having a, a player like Jorginho who can unlock a lot of things, can, can receive the ball from the back line and make that pass forward, not sideways or backwards, but forward to make sure that the other team can't press you right away, right? Because if you play sideways, for me, when I'm, when I'm managing or if I'm coaching, even at the youngest levels, there's a cue there, a natural cue that if you have a player in the middle of the, f- of the field who then decides to play backwards, it's an immediate cue for everybody to get on the same page. We're now pressing together. Now, if that player in the middle of the field for the opponent plays forward and breaks your line, you can never get set as your pressure because not everybody's on the same page because now that pass has probably eliminated five or six players. So it's really important to have that type of player. Is that Malinkovic? But who Savic, is that then, to... Jimmy? Who is that? Well, that's that? the thing. I mean, Malinkovic-Savage had a great season. He you know, is they fantastic. Had... He is. I think he's a little bit more of a box-to-box guy. Yeah, he's so, not so
1: that guy better. that you're talking about, right?
2: Yeah. But Shiro, the hero, Mobley, obviously not that guy. But what? how does he continue to survive and thrive under sorry ball you know we knew that cristiano ronaldo did not like sorry ball did not like kind of being starved of seeing the ball right because a lot of it just got maybe caught up in midfield where cristiano was not standing he wanted it a little bit quicker so it's going to be interesting to see how how it all plays out for 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 rizzo Sarri, who i think there is a bit of a indoctrination for the players to get it but once they get it and we saw it with napoli they really get it. And in fairness, Mauricio Sari won the Scudetto and got fired. And then they brought in Pirlo and Sarri took a shot at him. Like, wh- why? You're, you're praising Pirlo for winning two trophies, but he didn't win the Scudetto. I won the Scudetto and everybody's crapping on me, you know? So, so yeah. I love that there's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for this one. I think he's going to have a real good go at Juventus. And I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off at Lazio. It's going to be a little bit different than what they experienced under, uh, under Inzaghi, but but uh, Sari is so experienced, super smart, and uh, I'm excited to see how he does in particular.
1: Yeah, by the way, I think Felipe Anderson might have a point to prove, you That's know? That's true, yeah. Yeah. Yep, Lucas yeah, there's there's a few interesting, uh, intriguing storylines there for Sari and Lazio. All right, let's keep going. Luciano Spalletti, Napoli. Uh, Gattuso is out. Spalletti is in. This is a very well-experienced manager, a journeyman coach, Who's managed six other clubs in this season's Serie A? Uh, Roma, Inter, Udinese, Venezia, Sampdoria, Empoli. Like this is uh, he knows what's up. Spalletti, talk to me about Spalletti and Napoli.
2: I I love Spalletti. He's he. I look at him and maybe it's just his look, but he looks like a crazy bastard and I'm here for it. Like inject his You don't
1: want to get in a fight with him like in a bar No,
2: no, no, no. Inject his vibe into my veins though. I just feel like... You know know who
1: reminds me of Jimmy? He's uh, a sexy beast, right? The the, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's exact. He looks like a proper like gangster. Like he's he's an old school manager, as we mentioned. But talk to me about him and Napoli because Napoli are interesting. Jimmy, obviously... You know, they're, they're an attractive team. They have so much history, Maradona, et cetera. But, you know, they they want to win it. You know, can, can they do that? Can they get there with Spalletti?
2: I think that they're a bit of a sleeper team. I don't, when I see other previews of Serie A or listen to those and try to get some research and understanding of, of different perspectives, Napoli are like, yeah, they're there. But I actually think that Spalletti could could get them very close and have them competing until the very, very end. And I say that because there's something about his vibe. I think it, it, he provides a different toughness. Uh, I think he, he he seems very tough to to play for, but also I think that extends into the team itself. Now, he's got a lot of, of players that are ready to take that step, I think, in their careers. Chuki Lozano, uh, Victor Osimhin, uh, the Nigerian international. And then you obviously can litter that with a bunch of uh, experienced players, Lorenzo Insigne, uh, Jules Mertens, amongst others. He likes to play a 4, 2, 3, 1 historically, but I what I like about him is that he's very when I, I've listened to a lot of his interviews and yeah. he loves the word balance. He says the word balance a lot. And I think there's going to be a big emphasis on everybody doing their job on both sides of the ball. And that might not be, you know, I don't know if every player is going to want to hear that, but that is really what it takes a lot of times to, to have that type of success, but still giving those, those creative players the freedom to be themselves. And I think he does a good job of that. And I'm going to give an example. When he had Francesco Totti at Roma, he actually put Totti at the false nine. And he loved that. And then he would run the wingers. So right, Juice Mertens and Lorenzo Insigne coming in. And, and, and then maybe it's Victor Osimhen dropping in a little bit. I mean, he's a proper number nine, but there's different ways that he likes to create space, draw the center backs out of that, that central position and run your well quick little cute guys that I like to call them because Insigne and Dries Smertens are so cute as a button, those two. <laughs> cute but, as a button. But, cute as a button, but then you run those guys in, and I just think that the, not it's not something that teams haven't seen before, but if you do it with timing and precision, then it can be very, very effective, and that's what Spalletti's known for. So I'm very curious to see how he handles this group of players and how he tries to utilize all their talents in a meaningful way, but I would not sleep on Napoli this season. I think they're going to be competitive.
1: Yeah, Matteo Politano, by the way, who was on, uh, you know, on loan at Napoli from Inter. Now he's a regular. He's also going to be part of it. I'm very. I, I keep going to Chucky because I'm interested to see how he's going to fit within this whole thing. And by the way, let's not forget about Calidu Koulibaly, still mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. major force at the back. All right, let's keep rolling here and let's go to uh, the final one here as we discuss Stefano Pioli, AC Milan, guided the Rossoneri back to the Champions League for the first time in seven seasons. You thought. Maybe me and you. I remember weekend previews. We were like AC Milan. Is this it? Is this it? And no, it wasn't. They, uh, <laughs> they 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 struggled at the at the end there because, as again, as we remind everybody, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But AC Milan with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, of course, you know, uh, returning as well to the Rossoneri. It's going to be intriguing to see how AC Milan do. Talk to me about this AC Milan team once again with uh, Stefano Pioli.
2: Yeah, I like Pioli a lot and as or if people remember before the pandemic hit, uh, his name was on the chopping block. They were already talking to Ralph Ragnick to to come in and and take over for him. And then all of a sudden Pioli went on this incredible run. Maybe it was spurred on by the the recent then recent signing of Zlatan Ibrahimovic who really injected the team with some confidence and swagger that maybe they were lacking before. And they went on a great run and they're like, "You know what? Maybe Ragnick's not the right guy. Let's just uh, hang on to Pioli and He's turned it into, you know, a very successful season last year. I think they they took some steps. It didn't get to where they wanted to go, but they took some steps. And I think if I'm a Milanista, I'm feeling pretty happy about what I saw. Now, can they take further steps? I think that's going to be the big question. Can Pioli be the guy now that, that continues to show that progress? I, I do want to say that Pioli and Gasparini are the only managers to finish in the top seven of Serie A last season to keep their jobs. So that's mm. interesting. Also, Milan was, as I mentioned before, Serie A's youngest team last season by an average age of 24.4, 24 years, four months. Uh, and they have, for me, a couple cornerstones in their squad. We got Sandra Tanoli, who the holding midfielder, who looks like Andrea Pirlo, 21 years old. Brahim Diaz. Adam 21. Driver. Uh, yeah, Jimmy he does look, like, yes, he does look like, <laughs> like a mix of Adam Driver and, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Pirlo. Uh, Pirlo. Yeah. yeah. You know, Rafael Leao, who I thought was tremendous last season, Very especially good. when Zlatan was hurt. He's 22. And then that signing, getting Chelsea's uh, 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 Fikayo Tomori. he's only 23. I mean, those those are guys you build teams around, and I think they've proven that they are ready for that responsibility. So I'm excited to see how uh, AC Milan continues to get after it. Now, they lost Donnarumma, and I think that's that's uh, Donnarumma, excuse me, to, to PSG on a free transfer. So that has to hurt. But they picked you up um, my God. Ma- Mike Magnon. I'm probably not saying that right, but I'm trying my very best. And he was a goal. Magnon. And he was the goalkeeper for Liga, the, the champions, Lille, who actually missed him because they just lost 4-0 to Nice this past weekend. But he had the most clean sheets out of any any goalkeeper in Liga last year. I think he's a tremendous goalkeeper. I think this particular transfer is flying under the radar. I think this goalkeeper is very, very good. And I don't think there's going to be too much of a drop-off. Uh, there's going to be some, of course, because nobody can replace Donnarumma, who was the MVP of the Euros and helped Italy win in two straight penalties and all that good stuff his track record speaks for itself, but I just think that uh, this goalkeeper is going to be very good. And, and I like AC Milan. They're going to be hanging around as well. And, And it's just a matter of, can these younger players continue to not only take their own steps in the career, but how can they lift everybody else around them? And how can, can Zlatan stay healthy? Can, can he continue to elevate and get the best out of his players around him? Because when he's on the field, I mean, they definitely, they play with a different type of confidence. So it's going to be interesting to see how Pioli kind of manages all these egos, of course, but he's done well so far, and I'm I'm curious to see if Milan continues to take uh, some some further steps.
1: And I really like the Olivier Giroud introduction as yes, well, because yes, now yes. you have somebody that you know is he wants to prove something, and I think mm-hmm. he enjoys the mm-hmm. fact that he's in Serie A. I mean, I'm looking at the squad. Uh, and the Pioli, and I think he's going to be learning some lessons from last season. And uh, they look a little—I mean, you mentioned Donnarumma, obviously a massive loss, but Raheem Diaz still around as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kyrie next to Tomori, Leao. You mentioned Rabbit. I mean, this team. I mean, you thinking they can do it, Jimmy? Connor, very initial gut reaction. Can 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 they really challenge it more than last time? Because last time it was pretty close, and then they they slowed down a little bit.
2: Yeah, they fell off a little bit. They they felt uh, kind of Borussia Dortmund esque. When I think about Borussia yeah. Dortmund, it's like they challenged with Bayern for, you know, eight months of the season, and then the last two months the wheels fall off, and Bayern are are champions once again. I, I get the same type of vibe from Milan a bit, if only because they're a little young. And and even though I think that's their probably their greatest strength, sometimes I can that can work against them as they try to, as you mentioned before, a marathon, not a sprint. And can they keep that 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 energy and that that concentration and focus that I think is needed to be a champion? They could be there. I just when I look at the end of the season is is Pioli and all the and Zlatan are they holding the trophy over their head? I, I just can't visualize that right now. For me, it's looking like Inter either Inter or Juve at this point. That's that's what it's looking like to me.
1: And AC Milan have to juggle Champions League this time around as well. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm. uh, tricky. All right, let's play a game. Before we say goodbye, Jimmy Conrad brought so much context, so much info. I love it. I love it. But let's talk about it. Let's have some fun. Although okay. it's not really fun for the hypothetical manager right now. Who, if any of the names that we mentioned, right? So I'll talk about it again. We're talking about Max Allegri, Jose Mourinho, Piero Gasperini, Simeone Inzaghi, Mauricio Sarri, Luciano Spalletti, Stefano Pioli. Who of those names mentioned? We'll be sacked before the end of the season. <laughs> if you have the, to pick the, one.
2: Before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Allegri's good. There's no issue there. I think Gasparini. Right, let, let me do this. Gasperini's let me, fine. Let me, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you want a quick answer, I don't know. I mean.
1: Yeah. So Ale- I'm going to say the name. You say yes or no super fast, okay, right? Okay, okay. All right. Allegri. No. Gasparini. No. Simeon Insaghi. Possibly. <laughs> okay. He's moving to the next round. Mourinho.
2: No, not season okay.
1: one. Okay. No. All right. Sarri. No. Spalletti.
2: God, he, no, I'm going to say no. They're going to give him a season for sure. Pioli. I could, if it, the, yeah, I could, I could see Pioli getting fired. I could see that one. Yes, I could see it.
1: So that's the one because in Zaghi you were very close. You moved in, but uh, you think that you think that Pioli is the closest one.
2: I think that if Milan don't start off well, given the success that they had last season, they could pull that trigger and make it happen. I do think that there's been a bond that's been formed since Pioli was already on the chopping block. And with his back against the wall, he proved that he could be the manager they could trust. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. It's That's a that's a great question, especially since we've seen so much, so much turnover in Serie A. It, it, you ha- I mean, the odds are one of those guys is going to get fired before the season. I mean, is you up. said
1: it, right? Two managers only kept their jobs from the top seven last season. Yeah, yeah, only yeah. Two, that's crazy. I, li- I like your answer. I'm going to go more dramatic, more telenovela. I'm going to say it's Simeone and Zaghi. I think it's going to be a complete train wreck. <laughs> and then they're going to be like... But I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just trying to be the devil's
2: advocate. no. I know. I remember when Frank De took over intern, he was out. But Frank De yeah, is a train well, wreck. it so is Frank might- De Boer.
1: That that <laughs> one is a that's already a scheduled tweet. Frank De is fired. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Conrad, always a pleasure. Before we say goodbye, by the way, don't forget to follow him on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. He's everywhere. He's going to be part of CBS Sports HQ, of course, as we. Go along with Serie content and so much more. Back for Weekend Preview. Final thoughts, Jimmy, before we say goodbye, specifically on Serie and these managers, maybe.
2: Yeah, I just got one thing for everybody. Roma, <laughs> Roma, Roma. Let's go, boys. <laughs> okay.
1: Woo! J- Jimmy's going to be the Jimmy's the biggest Mourinho fan and he has left the building and we will see you next time. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Pod, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Have a great, great rest of your week.
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.